Welcome to Supporting Atheist Students, Voices from Campus. I'm your host, Allison Peters. The purpose of this podcast is to highlight voices of students who identify as atheists on college campuses around the United States, as well as the voices of alumni. The purpose of this podcast is twofold. The first is to really allow an opportunity for authentic voices to be out there in the world, representing a few views of what it's like to be an atheist student on college campuses. The second is this project, Supporting Atheist Students, comes out of a graduate-level seminar at Florida State University. EDH 5931, College Student Populations, is a graduate-level course in the College of Education at Florida State University. The course challenges students to analyze, explore, and implement targeted advocacy efforts for a specific student population. The course is involved reviewing literature, examining practice and pedagogy, and producing scholarship and artifacts that deepen an understanding of a target population. So at the beginning of the course, students were able to propose a population discussing why advocacy was needed and how the population was underserved in our present higher education system. Ultimately, the class voted to choose secular students as the student population of interest for the fall 2015 semester. After much discussion, the population of interest was narrowed to students who identify as atheist. Atheist is an identity construction which is notably more finite than that of secular identity. So atheism was chosen for its relative specificity, providing a key characteristic upon which to develop advocacy efforts. Voices on Campus will highlight the stories of current and former college students who identify as atheist. This episode features Rachel, a recent college graduate. Rachel's story was recorded on November 24th, 2015. I was raised in a very strong family that had very strong Christian beliefs. We were very active in our church, where both of my parents were even deacons. When I went off to college and left home, that was definitely a time when my family really expected that I would begin to take a more personal and individual interest in my Christian faith. I think they they expected to see me take a little more responsibility and do a little more on my own. To be honest, I think I did too. As a first-generation college student, there were so many things in the college matriculation process that were confusing for our family. Even with all of that, even with all that confusion, I remember that the thing we talked about the most, what definitely seemed to be the most important thing in my transition, for my family at least, was making sure that I found a new church home. That was so very important, and we talked about it over and over and over again. They were really confused when there wasn't any information about local churches at orientation, and they were pretty angry when I told them that there weren't any churches represented at the club fair. Clearly, finding a church was the most important thing for any new freshman. Now, looking back, I'm not even sure if I looked for any churches at the club fair. Maybe that should have been my first sign. The process was very slow over my probably freshman and sophomore years, that I began to realize my lack of interest in finding a new church probably meant that I really wasn't as passionate about my Christian faith or as committed to it as my parents would have liked. Every holiday, my parents and grandparents would ask about a new church. They'd ask whether or not my new friends were Christians. They wanted to make sure that the supervisor at my new job was a Christian. They wanted me to join some student organizations that had a Christian 
faith or basis, uh, so on and so on. I kept dodging their questions. And as I did, I noticed their concern rise. My grandfather even once pulled me aside and he asked me to try a little harder because he was very worried that he might pass and he didn't know that he would be confident he would see me again in heaven. And he said he wanted to know that he would see me again in heaven before he were to leave this earth. That was, that made me feel bad. Uh, My parents always found ways to remind me that um, someone's individual faith in God was the most important achievement in life. I felt guilty. Guilt very much characterized my experience as, as my identity developed during college related to my religious views. The more I started to question quietly in my head the existence of God, the more guilt I felt, but at the same time, the more I realized that I had very serious doubt. I remember being very frustrated and very angry. Why did I have this doubt? Life would be a whole lot easier if I just believed. I looked at some of my friends with a lot of envy. I saw them openly profess their belief in God. They were so confident. I didn't feel that way at all. I wanted to, and if I could, I felt like I would have made my family proud and life would be easier. I remember having an inner dialogue with myself where I told myself that I just wasn't really religious at this point in my life. I still expected it would come. I wanted to believe in God. I tried very hard to believe in God. And just about the worst case possible would be the idea of not. Um, I continually told myself I was wrong. Everyone else was right, and I needed to figure out how to fix it. Um, I continued marking the Christian box on every survey or questionnaire that inquired about my faith. I just had a moment of doubt every time I did so. Probably wasn't until my junior, really late in senior year, that I began to accept my identity. I realized that I was non-religious, as I would call it at the time. I didn't use the label of atheist, probably because I still had a lot of unconscious negative stereotypes about that label, just from what I had been taught when I was raised and from American society. I always, I always felt very left out socially in college. Um, my friends would invite me to different group meetings or events as part of their Christian organizations, and I usually wanted to accept. I mean, I wanted to spend time with those friends. I never really could shake the feeling, though, that sitting at an event and talking about someone who I didn't believe existed was really not where I wanted to spend my Wednesday night. I do remember the first time that I felt very uncomfortable and upset about the way that the Christian religion is ingrained in our culture. It was my junior year, and I was being inducted into the Omicron Delta Kappa Leadership Honor Society. There was no religious connection that I knew of. And when we took our vow, we had to raise our hands and repeat phrases which confirmed our commitment to the organization. One of the statements we had to repeat was something along the lines of, I promise to be true in my Christian faith and follow God and put him first in all things. As I said the words aloud, I remember feeling like my world was turned upside down. All of a sudden, there was a lump in my throat, and I think I even began to tear up some. My face probably got a little white, my hands a little shaky. Did I really just have to commit to be a Christian in order to join this organization? Like, what just happened? 
it was the year 2010. It was very recent. I remember being hurt and embarrassed, and for the first time, I felt offended. My mind shifted to others in the room. I probably wasn't the only one. So were there other non-religious atheists in the room? Were there Muslims in the room? What other religions did my peers hold around me, and how did they just feel? That statement was a very Christian statement. You really couldn't deny it. I think that experience that day was what made me realize that I really needed to own my identity and, in a way, be proud of it. I realized I wasn't going to be able to change it. I was never going to be disrespectful towards people who are Christians, but I did realize that I was going to need to tell people about my identity. I might have times when I need to ask people to change things because of my identity. Maybe for my next Honor Society induction, I needed to chat with them first and see if there was a way I could say a different line when committing to the group. I started to want to learn more about other religions because at that time I didn't know much about any religion other than Christianity. I started to think about some of the other future implications for my life. I, my boyfriend at the time was a Christian, and we wanted to get married. Could we do that if I wasn't a Christian? Could we raise children together if we didn't have the same religious views? How would that work? I realized that I was going to have some difficult things ahead. And knowing that others were in the same boat, too, I realized that I would have to do those difficult things. I would have to confront them. I This was all very hard for me. It wasn't easy. I never went through a stage where I was proud and everyone else was wrong and I was right and I was confident. I never had that stage. I was never very eager for what was happening to me or what I knew was ahead, but I did slowly realize that my beliefs were my beliefs and I had to own them and I needed to be proud of them and I needed to use my voice and work to help make others feel more comfortable. Now that I knew there was a sort of problem in our society and our culture, I realized that I'd have to do something about it, if not for me, for others. And so I didn't want to live a lie. I wanted to be able to tell people, and I wanted to feel proud. And that wasn't easy. It wasn't immediate. And it took time. I think it still takes time. Not even sure if I'm, I'm there now, but I know that the idea that I'm not alone helps, and the idea that I can help others helps. So that's why I try to share my story and look for opportunities to make decisions at work and in my life and with my friends that will make life more inclusive for others and for myself. And that's what keeps me motivated every day and what's helped me have the confidence to develop that identity and know that no matter what, I have a lot to be proud of. Thank you to Rachel for being a part of this project. If you want to learn more about supporting Atheist Students, please visit our website at atheiststudents.blogspot.com. Thanks for listening.